This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. It's time to get locked and loaded with two full hours of gun sports radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Palkey, and Michael Schwartz will teach you anything and everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now, here's your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome to FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. And by the way, before we get started, a very, very, very happy birthday to Laura Schwartz. Oh, she's listening right now. Happy birthday. years old and just <laughs> rolling down the highway. Hope she's having a wonderful day. She's probably still at the beach knowing that girl. <laughs> She was looking pretty happy over there. Yeah. All right. Hey, folks, don't forget you can look for all our shows on our, any of your podcast platforms. Simple. Gunsportsradio.com. That's gunsportsradio.com. And don't forget, it's a two-hour show. So if you were listening to this one, don't forget the second hour. But this uh, hour is brought to you by uh, Firearms Legal Protection. Uh, These guys are great friends of ours, and boy, do they do a great job. Firearms Legal Protection is the best legal protection for self-defense. Check them out on their website to see why at firearmslegal.com. Hey, do you need to take a CCW class? Well, you probably ought to think about it. For either San Diego or maybe Arizona, Florida, or other multi-state, CCW, well, visit ccwusa.com. That's ccwusa.com. Com. They offer small class sizes, expert instruction to fit your schedule and your wallet. Three classes every month, two weekend classes and starting at 8 a.m. Classes fill up quickly, so you better book as soon as possible. Private lessons are available too. Great dates and times to meet your busy schedule. Check their website for details on how to apply for your San Diego or other multi-state CCW at ccwusa.com. That's CCWUSA. Dot com. All right. Well, gun prom got rained out. No, hey. that's not accurate. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Here, in fact, let's talk about just a couple things real, real quick, sure. quick right off the bat. So this coming up week is normally when San Diego has their monthly meeting and when San Bernardino has their monthly meeting. And those, due to the uh, coronavirus panic, right. have been uh, uh, have been canceled. Post, well, the, the meeting's been canceled. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody's mind is somewhere else. So we, we figured, Hey, why, why do the whole thing? We want these meetings to be productive. Uh, we want them to be useful. So if, if everybody's mind is somewhere else and half, half the folks are concerned with, with the coronavirus, coronavirus. and they're not going to show up, then we're looking you know, for toilet paper or looking for toilet paper, taking care of loved ones, doing all the things that really, right. you know, they need to do. Uh, Orange County's dinner on the 28th, uh, is, uh, postponed. So, uh, if you have tickets to that, just hold on. Uh, mm-hmm. we will honor any, uh, uh, refunds. Um, but we're going to see what we can do about, you know, just getting a different date and rolling it into a little bit later this year after yeah. this all clears up. Yeah. We just have to wait and see how this pandemic rolls out and where we're going with it. Right. San Diego County's second amendment celebration dinner, gun prom on May 16th. Nothing has changed. That's right. still months away. Everybody, you know, just sit tight. Uh, okay. We're, we're going to continue rolling with that. Uh, Riverside's meeting is also on the on the 28th of this month. That has not been canceled yet. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play this day by day. But uh, but I just wanted to get some of that out there and let everybody know. Appreciate it. I think that's important. Well, there's been a pretty good. Uh, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, Sam Bernardino on Wednesday is actually having a Facebook uh, live event rather than a meeting. So yeah, tune cool. into that. Lauren's doing a great job. Right. A lot of the gun uh, shops have had runs on their on their guns and on their ammo and stuff like yeah. that. And Dave and all of us, we've been saying since day one to do what? You know, gear buy up. buy something gear there, up. gear up, gear up, buy ammo and in advance of all this stuff. And here we are. But I got to tell you, folks, it's so crazy out there that uh, Casey's not going to be able to call in today. Yeah. Because the gun range San Diego is wall to wall with people. Yeah. Well, I was there on Friday, actually, and it, it really was a steady stream. Yeah. Well, it really was. There were people, uh, we were talking about it before, Joe uh, Joe and I were just talking about it. There were new gun owners looking right. for a gun. There yeah. were experienced gun owners looking for ammo, looking for another right. gun. It was, it's it's pretty steady. Well, and if and Brandon says, you know, what's the worst job right now, you know, ever, and that is, what's the worst job? A sports commentator or a sports talk, sports talk show host. <laughs> yeah, that's work because there's no there's sports. No, there's no oh, no. There's nothing too. to talk about. You can't talk about nothing. It's it's just it's gone sideways. Ooh. They should be looking at the paid vacation aspect of that. You think? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Heck, it's uh, it'll blow over in a couple of weeks. So my wife, it. my wife's pretty excited. She's hoping when she goes in Monday, they're going to turn around and send her home because she can work from home. So well, it's you know. a good time to do the shooting sports. You know, go out to your range or yeah. BLM or whatever the case may be. And, that's even better. And yeah. practice up. You know, and yeah. being be six feet from each other that's sure. normal or 10 if you want sure out in the desert at a designated shooting area that's uh designated social only. distancing right there right hey, and uh <laughs> you know and the off-road community already went out and cleaned up the area so it should be cool yeah 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 time to use them time to use them yeah. well you know and, and if we're talking a little bit about it the, the main thing with this coronavirus is just use your head use your head wash your hands you know cough into your arm and just if you're not feeling well, get don't even go out. Stay yeah. in, stay home. Yeah, all the stuff you would normally do during the flu season, yeah. which we do every year. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, and maybe a bit a little a little bit of heightened if you know people that are have compromised immune systems. They're they're older, whatever the case may be. You know, why take the chance and to get them sick? Well, no, I agree. So it's, you know, it's the same thing though. I mean, my, yeah. my mother in law is eighty six. My mom's eighty six. They don't want the flu either. Yeah, well, it's my, bad for them. Too. My father in law tells me today as I'm getting ready to come to radio. Yeah, they're coming to go to the gym. I go, you're going <laughs> good where? For, good for him. <laughs> I'm going to go to the gym. No, you're not going to the gym. You don't know how clean the gym is. You don't know. No, that's that's a. Well, it drives me nuts. You know, I grew up in Florida where every season we had two or three hurricanes. Uh, yeah. like, like clockwork. Yes, yeah. And, you know, it was the same thing every time. The uh, grocery stores, lines out the door. And I, I just can't believe it. I mean, you know, you don't have to be some interesting kooky prepper Isn't you know, your to be prepared. Aren't you prepared? We're prepared. Aren't you prepared? I'm prepared. Aren't you prepared? I am. I'm, I'm good for a month. And I've been yeah, yep. and I've been prepared before this. I don't understand. If you live in a, an earthquake zone, you know, I mean, you better have ammo. You better have, you know. Uh, Flashlight batteries. Yeah, batteries and beans. And, and water. And uh, water. And I mean, it just makes sense. Well, great, I just don't understand. It's just a great time to buy spam. <laughs> you know, well, if you're my wife, every day is a great. She loves spam. Does she really? Oh my gosh! So do I. I don't I know mean, what's I wrong with her. Cook it every way possible too. <laughs> I'm telling you, and I've got some uh, newskis in there too. Though I just thought I'd let you know. Little newskis. Got about four in the freezer. How can you say spam and newskis in the same sentence? Oh my gosh! No, oh, sacrilege. That sounds great. A newski <laughs> spam sandwich. Ooh, I may have to check that thing out. But no, all seriousness aside, folks, we're just as concerned as everybody else is. It's just that 
come on, be serious. We just can't go crazy over it. Just, well, be, just be smart. Then again, if uh, and you know, if you're a responsible adult, you should have 30 days worth of stuff. Well, what, what I didn't think, I've got food, I've got water. I didn't think about the toilet paper, though. So, uh, oh, so I'm going to uh, use that as a, a learning experience here. Well, the newspaper <laughs> with this just, one. They just uh, print five extra pages with yeah. no print on it for you. Ah, there could, you go. can certainly <laughs> improvise, but... Uh. Well, I have to admit, I went to the grocery store last Thursday because we needed paper towels, yeah. you know, for the puppies, you know. So I'm walking oh, through boy. It. And my cashier, I, who I I know really well she is so frazzled man look like i mean because the lines were all the way to the back right and i says good i just bought paper towels that way i'll just cut them in thirds there so i won't have to come back she there you go. or hey this is a perfect time to renew your subscription to the union tribune yeah finally it's good for something no do you know how much that costs <laughs> my father-in-law told me it's 115 dollars a month to subscribe to the ut a month oh, never mind a month all right Toilet paper is a lot cheaper. Yeah, toilet papers are. There's plenty of bushes outside. Leaves, leaves. Yeah, of course. I was corn. a Boy Scout. Everybody loves corn cobs, right? Corn, eat the corn, keep the cob. I don't. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Well, let's try to raise the conversation a bit here. But you, you mentioned the puppies, and that, that's something else people don't think about. You know, I got 30 days food for us. Same but thing 30 with days us. for the dogs. Because well, um, dogs have to eat too if something had, happens. We just went in last week and mm. got five 40 pound bags. You know, but you haven't seen our dogs eat. <laughs> so I told my wife, I says, you need to. Well, it turns out a lady who just got a puppy from us, the little sponge puppy. Yeah. Works at Costco. Oh, OK. So I just told her, I said, give her some money, have her pick up bags. And then that way we won't have to go try to get in line or you know, do any. That's of that. a good idea. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. Well, I don't even think it's it just it's not about being prepared, washing your hands, making sure to cover your mouth. Now, you know, having you wash your food? hands more now than you did before. I, honestly, I, I I really don't think I do. No, I mean I wash my hands. Just yeah, be a responsible adult. You, you avoid every time before I come in the house, or when I come in the house, I wash hands from coming like, outside. You know, yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. Do, do, I was going to say, do you avoid people that are hacking and retching oh, and gagging in the corner? Every day for <laughs> yes. the last 40 years of my life. You know, I just look, nobody wants to get the flu. I'm certainly not minimizing this, no, but what, right. what drives me crazy is that th- th- they're having to remind people to be responsible adults. I like, none of this is, you know, brain surgery. I know. And then, but, but, what are, but, you know, what are we going to do about the homeless? Because nobody's really doing anything about the homeless. And if it ever gets into the homeless community, it's over. Well, it might be what they need to just enact like a martial law and do something about the problem in general. Yeah. This well, might be what it takes. Uh, well, did you hear something Newsom? To I caught word that he wants everybody 65 and older to stay home, close all the bars, close all the restaurants. Well, so and the problem with that is I'm I'm not over 65. What if I want to eat at a restaurant? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. So if you're over 65, I think that you should take your own, you know, responsibility in your own hands. Exactly. And say, "Hey, you know what? I'm over 65. I have a respiratory problem anyway. I'm going to stay at home." Yeah. I'm well, going to wash. If somebody comes over to my house, I'm going to make sure that they wash. I mean, all this stuff yeah. is like I said, why I, I don't understand why I we have to be. Well, I think it's the like other. the helmet law because I I wasn't for the helmet law. I just said, "Look, as long as you have insurance and you bash your brains in Thank and you. you got the insurance to pay for it go ahead yeah so if the guy's 65 years old and wants to go out and do his thing and he Let wants a go. respirator tell him to hell with you because yeah. you know we told you and so you took a chance yeah so yeah i know I, i'm right there. you don't get a respirator no anyway. let's take let's take a break oh right here on yeah we're done with that now we're going to get into the real let's talk about guns nuts yeah let's talk guns let's talk ammo let's just talk about anything other than right here on fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer
1170. The answer. All right. What's the best defense for self-defense in those horrible new red flag laws? Well, that's firearms legal protection. Mike, Lance, Joe, and I use them. Firearms legal protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com. Call them at 469-310-9100. 469-310-9100. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Tally Key. Converts any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight, pull, bolt-action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution, no milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Holy mackerel, if you thought the uh, <laughs> the refi bell just went off the, off this week, well, let me tell you, it is rocking. Home mortgage interest rates have dropped to a historic low. And if you're looking to buy or refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage for nearly 25 years. Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all of their mortgage needs. Call, call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303. That's 619-722-1303. Or go to primerez.com backslash Alpine. All right, Mr. Schwartz, who have you got as our special guest today? Very special guest. Dan Gross uh, used to be the president of the Brady Organization, and he's got a new project and working with some new folks, and so I wanted to have him on uh, to talk a little bit about it. Dan, are you there? I am, Michael. Hi. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Good. So you were, I believe, back in somewhere around 2012, you were the president of the Brady Organization, correct? Yeah, 2012 to, uh, to 2018. And uh, what, what, what got you there? What, what got you involved in the Brady Organization? Well, you know, I got involved in, you know, issues related to guns after, you know, unfortunately, like a lot of people, I experienced a tragedy in my family where my uh, my younger brother, Matt, was shot in a mass shooting that happened on the observation deck of the Empire State Building. He was he was shot in the head, critically injured. And all all things considered, you know, he's he's doing great. He's alive. And, um, you know, not a lot of people suffer a uh, as as grievous an injury as that and live live to to talk about it so you know i have a brother my kids have an uncle but his uh it's certainly changed his life forever and in my case it changed what i uh wanted to focus on in my career at the time i was a partner at a big ad agency at jwt j walter thompson at the time and um just found that i couldn't go back to work realizing that um you know there was an opportunity to uh hopefully try and do something about 
um, something that impacted my family so directly. So I started an organization that was called the Center to Prevent Youth Violence that uh, that uh, is decidedly non-political, um, didn't at all get involved with any advocacy. And as we'll discuss, I've kind of come full circle back back to that. Um, but over time, that uh, that led me to uh, ultimately become president of the of the Brady campaign. You know, I just had all the uh, respect and admiration for Jim and Sarah Brady and what they did um, and uh, and wound up doing that for a number of years. But uh, but wound up leaving um, in, uh, in in 2018. And now I'm working on uh, the, the, the project that uh, that you referenced before, yep. something something new with with some new folks that we're super excited about. So let's talk about why. What were some of the reasons that you left the Brady organization? You know, I, I can't talk specifically about um, you know anything related to re- related to Brady and, and to my departure, um, but I can talk generally about um, you know some of the frustrations that I had uh, focusing on kind of the the political debate and the ideology that I've I've always believed exists on both sides of the equation. Um, You know, I think the people on the gun control side are very quick to accuse the other side of coming from this place of pure ideology and not having their hearts in the right place in terms of really preventing tragedies. I've always tried to have a lot more empathy in that conversation. And, you know, and, and I actually found a lot of the conversations that I wound up having with people who thought they agreed with me to be the most frustrating conversations. So when you when you were going into the Brady organization, what was your goal? What were you looking to accomplish? So, you know, I've always approached the issue of, you know, if you when you call gun violence prevention, gun safety, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I always approached it from a perspective of empathy. Like I like I always thought about advertising. You know, you have to really try and if you want to change things, you have to really try and understand every where everybody's coming from and every side of the issue. And I felt like there was an opportunity to refocus uh, the, uh, the 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 Brady campaign that you know at the time I, I had felt was losing a little bit of, of of their focus as an organization in a way that really was empathetic to people who who own guns and who make the choice to own guns and you can see there are a lot of places where I'm I'm on record including in my TED talk where you know I, I talk about the fact that um, the average person who owns a gun is like the average American um, you know a decent law-abiding person who cries when there are tragedies that happen. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and, and my dad might've taken me to Yankee games. I live in New York when I was a kid and, you know, their fathers would take their kids hunting when they're, and, and it's just as meaningful and it's just as important. So, and so, so I hope to introduce a little, some of that into the work of the, of the Brady campaign and into the work of the gun control side. Um, and to, you know, talk about, you know, frame everything that we were doing in terms of our, our common goals, not, you know, a, a divisive argument. Okay. So, and that's, I don't want to put, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, just to kind of, kind of paraphrase from what I've, what I've seen when I was, when I was, you know, reading more about you is you were kind of trying to say, Hey, look, let's do some meaningful work to, to make sure that firearms aren't, don't fall into the hands of dangerous people. And let's stop villainizing people just for being gun owners. Is that, is that kind of a fair paraphrase? <laughs> 
completely fair. And, you know, one of the lines that I talked about the most uh, was, you know, and to kind of sum up, even when, I, when I've always talked about the issue politically, you know, the conversation should not be about taking certain guns away from all people. It should be how we keep guns away from certain people and the people that we all agree shouldn't have them. So I don't um, feel and, yeah, I don't feel like that perspective would fit in well at the Brady organization, at least not the Brady organization that I've been exposed to. Did, did you uh, tend to bump up against others when you would say, hey, look, why are we villainizing gun owners? Why don't we concentrate on keeping you know firearms away from, from dangerous people? Would, would that conflict with other people at the Brady organization? Again, I don't want to talk about anything specifically as it relates to Brady, but more with what I would say is too many people on the, um, you know, on the gun control side of the equation. Yeah, I mean, it's very public that I took a lot of um, a lot, a lot of grief for some of the things that I not the things that I wanted to prioritize. Obviously, nobody um, on the gun control side would have a problem with background checks that I feel, you know, if we can figure out the right way to do it, um, would be a way to have a huge impact. But, you know, where there was a little bit more, or in some cases, a lot more disagreement. Um, and again, I'm talking just generally about the gun control side was, you know, and this is this includes conversations that I had, you know, in with people in very high political office um, where, you know, I didn't feel like a conversation around uh, assault weapons ban should be prioritized. I think that's the, you know, that, that, you know, first of all, wouldn't save as, as many lives as background checks as the potential to save. Um, it's again, that question of taking uh, uh, certain guns away from all people instead of the goal of just keeping guns out of dangerous hands. And it, it continues to make this a divisive debate because, you know, the people on the, um, you know, in the, from the gun community here ban and think you want to take their, all their guns away. And, and it just makes it really difficult to have a platform like the one that I advocated about, let's just keep guns out of the wrong hands and then out of the other side of your mouth, say, assault weapon. Ban. Right. So well, there's a lot there was a lot of. Um, a lot of blowback that 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 I got in general for that um, for that. Well, attitude. I got to tell you, I mean, I run a uh, a Second Amendment organization, a political Second Amendment organization, pro Second Amendment organization, and by all accounts, we're extremely level headed, extremely pragmatic, um, very nonpartisan, and appeal to a very broad group of people, uh, which is something that makes sense because we're we're here and. In California, and, and it's a different environment than it would be in, in, in some other states, but uh, we do a fairly good job. I still get attacked by Brady Organization and Moms Demand Action people. I get attacked personally. Um, you know, I've had to put security on my house. Um, it's uh, it, it has times been it been very very ugly. We've we've been forced to uh, hire more security at events um, because of threats from them. It's it's really been really really ugly. But okay, so you've moved on. You're doing something. Uh, you're partnering with uh, Rob Pincus, who's uh, somebody we interviewed a few weeks ago, um, who's an instructor, very pro Second Amendment. He's a firearms instructor, great guy. We've had him come to our events and talk. Tell us a little bit about. We got about about one minute left. Tell us in a minute what you guys are looking to accomplish and what you're looking to do. Center for Gun Rights and Responsibilities. It's very simple. With the right, unquestioned right 
to own a gun and to own guns comes the uh, the responsibility to make sure you do it as safely as possible. So we advocate the non-political solutions uh, that center around education and awareness to empower every gun owner with what they can do to make sure that they, to prevent that they can prevent negative outcomes with their firearms. Excellent. And tell us a little bit about like, what do you look How are you looking to do that? Are you guys going to host seminars or how, what's the, what's the nuts and bolts? Yeah, so there are going to be a couple things. The biggest thing that we're going to be launching with, um, you know, everything is obviously in flux now with all the big, bigger things that we're addressing as a nation. Um, but um, but we're going to be launching with a pledge of responsible ownership called the Gun Pro Pledge of Responsible Ownership, Gun Pro Pledge, um, that is built on tenets that Rob Pincus has developed in his lifelong career as a uh, as a firearms expert and instructor. Um, that uh, that that we're gonna um, we're gonna work to get uh, a million gun owners across the country to sign, and they're gonna be able to sign it with witnesses who will vouch for that gun owner's responsibility, so that they to make sure that they take it uh, with with appropriate seriousness. And where do people go for more information? I mean, right now we're uh, we're we're, we're going to need to say stay tuned because okay. we're, uh, we're 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 launching our website. But I'd love to come back on when that pledge is is out there, and we can um, we we can give you more information. Excellent. Well, thank you for coming on today, Dan. I really appreciate it. Yes, Thanks sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, bye bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back a whole lot more right here on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The the answer. <laughs> Sleeping on the phone again. Wow. Was, yeah. uh, He's busy. Hey, folks, have you ever been to AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon? Oh, oh, my goodness. It is an amazing place. They got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns. Go see their full-service, experienced gunsmith. They can do everything from mild repairs to full custom firearms. A.O. Sword Firearms Store located at 929 East Main Street in the lovely city of El Cajon. Go to their website at aosword.com or call 619-749-4867. Build, buy, or repair. A.O. Sword Firearms is your go-to place for all things firearms. That's aosword.com or call 619 619- 749-4867 that's 619-749-4867 the segment next is brought to you by Gatsky Dillon and Balance LLP go to cafirearmslaw.com if you have any gun issues from a legal standpoint John is our resident lawyer and boy if nobody's on top of it more than John is you can call him at 760 431 9501. That's 760-431-9501. John is a great asset when it comes to you, your guns, and the law. So, so there he is. What did you guys think of that interview? 
I thought that, uh, you know, he went to work. Uh, I understand why he did what he did. Uh, but I think that when he took the job at the Brady organization, if he did his investigation, mm. that he would have saw that it would the, the funding. Uh, there's that organization we talked about on the show before called Act Blue. Act Blue uh, it, uh, runs under the guise that they fund uh, uh, grassroots organizations. But the, the real aim of, of uh, Act Blue is to fund uh, Moms Demand a- Action and all these other crazy extremist, uh, is, I'm sorry, extremist uh, uh, anti-gun groups. Mm-hmm. And he went to work for one of them. He knew exactly what he was doing. Uh, maybe he hoped to change the, you know, that. But, the culture. The, but you can't when they're, when they're that extreme. I, I got to tell you. And he, I, I, and good for him. He bailed. I, I have a lot of people who ask me like, hey, have you reached out to the other side? Have you talked to people on the other side? That's have right. you talked to the, uh, the, the leadership at the moms or whatever? Um, I have in a couple of different situations. And one in particular is a guy named Ron who runs the Brady organization. He helps out with Moms Demand Action. He and I sat down. This was maybe three, four years ago. And had lunch, and I said, hey, no agenda. Let's just sit down and chat. And we talked, and he had some of the same issues and problems that I, I have running an organization. You know, that we had some things in common. Mm-hmm. And we came up with some really uh, – he had some really reasonable – we had a really reasonable conversation, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And, you know, things like, well, gee, you know, what if uh, we uh, increase uh, the uh, qualifications for a CCW, but then having a CCW, you don't have to worry about assault weapons bans and you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, magazine limitations and all that other stuff. You know, you've gone through this background check. You've done all these things. Just kind of spitballing, you know, and just seeing, like, well, what's acceptable? What exactly – they're trying to do mm-hmm. and he said yeah you know and then basically making the ccw your golden ticket you know you get a yeah. ccw and then you don't have to worry about all these other crazy laws and, oh yeah yeah yeah. and i said well, what about this gun show i mean you guys don't really want to ban the gun show oh no no no. you guys are you know gun shows great legal business etc cetera, etc cetera. then i see him just a couple years later protesting the gun show i reached out to him and said hey they're trying to ban the gun show mm. how about you and i go down hand in hand you know and say oh yeah. no, no no this is not a solution nope couldn't do that. Couldn't do that. And I think what happens is they get in front of members and volunteers who get all worked up and they can't back them down. You know, they can't say, hey, hey, look, we need to have a reasonable conversation. We need to take reasonable measures because the people that tend to get involved um, are, are kind of the fringe element, sure. you know. So the fringe element comes in and says, oh, no, 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 we don't want reasonable. We want total confiscation and total bans and that sort of thing. And and they're stuck. You know, they it, I either do what my membership says or I don't have a membership. And I think that that's the problem I mean, in a nutshell. Right. I mean, it could probably write a novel. Well, you would know more than probably anybody in this room, uh, like I said, but I, I agree with you. But I, uh, my take on it goes back to the funding. And uh, one of the planks of the Democrat Party is they, 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 in my opinion, they it's gun confiscation. And so because of that, then if they're funding the Brady organization, what are they going to do? Right. And, and so th- that's it. So um, and nothing against the good Democrats out there uh, that are the, the blue Democrats that, that believe in the Second Amendment. Um, but... Uh, you know, well, and it's not Democrats and, and Republicans. I, it's I really, true. It's you but know, take a look at Act Blue. I'm I'm telling you, all of you, take a look at Act Blue, and and when you read the depth of of what they do, they're they're the funding organization that that's creating a lot of grief for us, in my opinion. They they're very organized and they're creating, and it's a lot of money. And so, uh, what could we do? What could your organization do with a lot more money? Right, a lot more good. Right, yeah. Well, but it was it great having the- uh, um, Dan on though. 
It was great having him on. I'm glad he's doing what he's doing. There was one of the reasons I wanted to have him on is uh, that Rob, who's a good good guy, I think we've all he's Rob super super guy, has been taking um, flack on the internet for for partnering with the Brady organization. That's not what's going on. He's not yeah. partnering with the Brady organization. Um, a guy who walked away from the Brady organization. I was a little disappointed with how vague. His uh, the conversation was as far as why he walked away from the Brady organization. Well, I I, I understand why he maybe uh, didn't want to talk about specifics, so he, he spoke in general. But you know, talking about this new organization that he's he's creating. When we had uh, Pincus on talking with him, who is a super guy, uh, my my opinion on that still is here. We are having reasonable conversations, uh, logical conversations about all this, and the other side. There's no logic there. It's it's emotion. Plus, it's against the Second Amendment. But they're still they still win. They're still they've still been winning. So creating this organization in the in another logical organization to try and put logical answers in front of um, you know emotional people. I right. just don't know how far it's gonna how far it's gonna get. You know, right. you want a million signatures? Is that enough? Ten million? I mean, I think you brought up a very good point about. If you had a CCW, then you you could be, you could waive the the high capacity limit and the assault ban and all that other stuff. And well, and again, we were just spitballing. No, <laughs> we don't. Have, idea, we were just kind of like, hey, but I was what I was probing. I was it, probing that, to see like that what, was really what are you good. Guys trying to accomplish that here? was really really good. And then, but at the end of the day, they'll still say no because we right. know we know what their agenda is. So, in my opinion, my answer to them is no, hell no. So, <laughs> well, I've I've gotten into the habit of asking reporters now because they I, I get a lot of reporters who say, "Hey, what do you think of this law? What do you think of that law?" Um, and it's usually followed up with, uh, "Well, you know, what will you guys support?" And I've turned it around and said, well, "Wait a minute, you've talked to the other yeah. side. What side or what law is too extreme for them?" Have you asked them that? You know, at what point yeah. do we do they go? Hey, no, 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 no. This this law is way too extreme because we're constantly having to compromise. You know? Yeah, it's always our side. Well, and we, what do we get back? Well, and the problem is, though, when you compromise, that's why a lot of organizations now, NRA-type organizations and gun-owned organizations, don't want to compromise. Because every time you compromise, mm-hmm. you know, two years later, the compromise now is a loophole that's killing uh, children and old people and it needs mm-hmm. to be closed. Which is true. And I think, again, we've, we've talked about this before, but they change the word so they control the agenda and they control the narrative. Mm-hmm. So we've lost the control of the narrative. We've right. lost control of the agenda because we're using their words once again. Right. Never use that word assault, you know, weapon, mm-hmm. assault ban, high capacity, <clears throat> and, and that kind of thing, because that, that goes back to what to, to them winning again. Yeah, well, like Michael's saying, too, there's never a con. I, mean, I don't remember ever hearing of a compromise on the other side. The other side saying, okay, well, all right, you guys did this, so maybe we can get rid of this other thing. Well, just, you just, never hear that. Never hear it. Just a couple of years ago, Congress said, hey, we want to fix fix the National Instant Criminal Background Check. Which they needed to do, yeah. Which they needed to do. You have a board member here for a a pro-Second Amendment organization who just said, yeah, they need to fix this They needed to because on some of those, like the church shooting, that guy uh, in Texas, one of the first church shootings, that guy was in trouble in the Air Force. They knew about it. He should have been in that system. And they let him out. It was a human error thing. Mm -hmm. They did not submit that information. And he didn't get picked up. So we went in and said, yeah, you know what? If you're going to have this background check system, it needs to actually work. People need to be be able to rely on it. So this is a gun law that we didn't, uh, you know, that we said, yeah, all right. Yeah, you know, do this thing. It passed. 
I can't, there's never been a law that the Brady organization or Moms Demand Action, they've never come out and said, no, 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 this goes way too far. Right. We don't support this level of restriction. Well, they don't care. They just want to restrict. Exactly. That's all their agenda is, no matter what they tell you or no matter what they say. Well, their, their rhetoric and their action, there's an enormous delta between their rhetoric and their action. Well, okay. and I think it's all based on... The people that send them money to do what they're doing. Yeah, they're funded by the bad guys. It's all Sorry. about money. So, you know, it's not about principle. It's not about safety. It's about money. Which is what makes them an extremist organization. Exactly. And folks, it is what it is. Black and white. Look it up. It's true. You, know, you don't have to take our word for it. Just look it up. Because, you know, we, we try to give you the straight scoop. We there try to know. give you the opportunity to make an intelligent decision, not an emotional decision. And if you're out of town, you could still join San Diego County gun owners. Absolutely. If you're out of state, the fight is here. We're, you know, all we, we've been joking. I've been joking when I say broadcasting from deep behind enemy lines, but it's no joke. <laughs> yeah. well, well, we just had a couple by uh, puppies from us. One's a Marine. The other one's his, his new bride. They both just started shooting. Nice. And I said, well, you got to hook up with San Diego County gun owners. It's $10 a month. He says, yeah, he says, I've heard about them. I said, you can't get a better deal. Get the wife involved. There's all kinds of socials. There's all kinds of opportunities. You just need to do it. So it's, I gave him It's one the of my answer. Cars. We know what the no. problem is, but we need we need fund, we need money. We need yeah. funding. I just had my, uh, my cable guy just, uh, he and his wife are looking to buy a firearm. And he, I said, well, you know, I was just curious. I said, you, you, where do you guys live? They live down in Chula Vista. Well, what, what's the catalyst? Why do you guys want to buy a firearm? He said, well, you know, it's a bad neighborhood. Weird things are happening. You know, we're, 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 you know, starting to build a family. Sure. So they want to be able to protect themselves and their family. And I said, well, have you thought about a CCW? He said, absolutely. My wife's a nurse, and she absolutely wants to uh, uh. carry. And I thought, you know what? This is... This is this is what this is normal. This is what normal, reasonable people that's do. That's right, and that's why they want what they want because they are normal and reasonable. They just want to protect their well, family. And especially, the government is not funding law enforcement. Nope. Look at the response time we've talked about. The nope. lack of response time, fifteen minutes, and the rest of that stuff. Nope. So not good. All right, let's take a quick break right here on FM ninety six one, AM eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense in those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Mike Lance and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com. Call them at 469-310-9100. 469-310-9100. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. This segment brought to you by the Gun Range San Diego. It's the Nordstrom's of Gun Ranges, just not the price. All about service. 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego, 10 to 10, seven days a week. TheGunRangeSanDiego.com. That is TheGunRangeSanDiego.com. All right, well, the crew went out to Front Sight uh, last week. Uh, Front Sight, Nevada. The yeah. Front Sight Resorts in beautiful Pahrump. Pahrump, Nevada. Poor Lance and I had to stay back and work. But so Joe and 
Mike and his lovely bride, Laura, all went out there and shot up the desert. Yep, four-day pistol. Yeah, four-day pistol. Do we have Laura on the line? All right, and a one, and a two. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Faster. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Laura. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Thanks, okay. guys. Well, we knew you. You know, you deserve it. So, how'd you like front oh, sight? Oh, I loved it so much. This year was my first year going for all four days. Oh, wow, this wow. Is my, grueling. This is my my third my third year. Last two years, I went for two days. Actually, the first time that Michael took me out there, he's like, look, I'll just take you for two days, and then I'll take you to Vegas. So he kind of tried to bribe me to go out there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I had a great time, but this year was going to be my first four day, and he even told me, he said, okay, on the third day, it's going to be a lot of drills and stuff. And so I thought, okay. And I was feeling a little bit under the weather, actually. And um, But I loved it. I really, really loved it. I, I just, I can't describe to people, even people who aren't really major, major gun enthusiasts. You know, I like shooting and I like doing that kind of sport, but I'm not doing it every weekend. Mm. And I loved it. <clears throat> I thought that third day was so much fun. It was a lot of drills that helped me feel more comfortable uh, with my gun. I took my brand new little Glock 42 with me. Um, and I just had such a great time. So out of the four days, what would you say you brought home? What was the, What was the most important thing you brought home from that event? I felt like this time gave me an opportunity to really skill build. And I took away several things that the instructor for telling me about my grip on the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a tendency to really want to grab onto it. And they did a really good job of helping me with, you know, the isometric tension you're supposed to be putting on the gun to push the pull. Mm. Um, I also was focusing a little bit more on closing one eye. For some reason, I really like to have both eyes open. And once I started getting those two things down, I, I started getting a lot more accurate and faster. And it just makes it so much more fun, right, when you're when you're blowing it away. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind the pun. <laughs> yeah, no, mind the pun. Well, well you know, and then uh, Joe and Mike, you guys were both out there as well. Uh, what were your feelings? Oh, it was great. I, I always like it when I go out there. It's, uh, uh, you won a shotgun. We're not talking. This is <laughs> the only time it's ever happened. Yeah, It'll listen to you. Now he's not going again because he won a shotgun. <laughs> no, I'm going again. I'll just take a different class. Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> well, that's because they. We, when you go out with the uh, charity event, they do uh, you know cool drawings. You get to win cool stuff, and right. uh, there's a lot more camaraderie. People know uh, you know know each other from San Diego, but I, I just think it's it's uh, it, it's you know, there are a lot of programs out there. This is the most affordable. Frontside is the most affordable, mm-hmm. best mass uh, education of shooters that exists. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they teach one curriculum, um, and uh, you may that may or may not be exactly the way you want to do it, but they have taught more people gun safety and proficiency than at any school, I think, in the United States. And they mm-hmm. do it, uh, you know, so it's affordable. And I think that's great. And so I look at it as, hey, every year I go out there, two, three, four days of, of focused practice on fundamentals. Right. So I think it's wonderful. And, and Laura, you being a new shooter, I would assume that that, even though you've taken lots of classes, you've got your CCW, I mean, you've done all the work, but it sounds to me like this 
four days was probably one of the best things you could have ever done as a gun owner. Absolutely. You know, because they start off with the basics, which is, it's nice, right? I always get the fundamentals. Um, But then once you go into some of the uh, drills, it really creates that muscle memory. And that's what I like. I like having that muscle memory. I like having that repetition. I know it seems grueling at times, but it really, I didn't really feel like it was. I really liked it. I appreciated the instruction. I also just wanted to mention, you know, my mom went out for the second time um, and, you know, she's 74 and, you know, has a bad knee. And I was so concerned, especially this year, because she was going for all four days and they just did such a good job of taking care of her too. They helped her modify her gun because, um, She's a lefty, and for some reason, the um, mag release was being pushed every time she pulled it out of the holster. So they sent her up to the armory. They fixed that for her. She didn't have another issue after that. Oh. And she and her husband actually stayed longer than Michael and I. Michael and I left on the um, on the fourth day after the test. She and her husband stayed behind, and she was bragging about how well she did in the little competition shoots that they did. So they just do such a good job of making everyone comfortable. And that really helped me too, because you know I wanted her to have a good experience and she went last year too. She's a pro. She's gone for two years now, but you know, as she gets older and she's not as familiar with the gun, I, I just felt so comfortable with them. They made it such a good experience for and, her, and, but and Laura's, Laura's not a gun nut. You know, right? This isn't like a, I mean, you know, you're into it, you're proficient, you have a CCW, you own a firearm, it's fun when we go out, but it, this is not uh, your main hobby. This isn't a lifestyle you lead. This is, uh, you're you're pretty pretty run of the mill as far as, as uh, you know, gun owners out there. You're not, you're not like a, you're not like a, you know, like a gun nut, like a fellow gun nut. I don't know. How would you describe it, Laura? Well, well, I don't know. I have eight guns. It's true. You do have eight guns. <laughs> what? <laughs> No, I I would say that I really like collecting guns. I like supporting the, uh, you know, the Second Amendment, the political initiative around it. I love supporting Michael and the organization. Um, I like shooting guns, but I'm not a fanatic about it. You know, I'm not out at the range every weekend. Um, but Frontsight just makes me feel like, golly, maybe I do want to get more into this. Maybe, well, maybe I could be really good at this. You know, and it's really, it really makes it such a good experience. I would strongly recommend it. Even if people were like, eh, I'm not really into guns or, you know, I support my husband or I support my spouse and I would, you know, I don't mind going occasionally. I would still say I strongly recommend it. It's such a good experience. And what, would, what, what caliber, what caliber was your, was your gun? Mine's a 380. And what did everybody tell you? Oh my gosh! So everybody warned me. Oh no, girl, that's oh. Make sure you take another gun. Take your Glock 19 with you because it's going to hurt your hand and whatever. And I thought, oh no, okay, well I will take the Glock 19. Then come to find out that we brought the Glock 19, but you know what's his face over here decided that he was going to use it. I used it. And who's what's his face? (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? My little gun performed so beautifully. I was completely fine the whole time. It was just outstanding. I was really, really pleased with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we got a couple of minutes. Mark is on the line. Hey, Mark. Yeah, hey, how you guys doing? Oh, not bad. We we're just hey, talking hey. to Laura. She was telling us about her experience at Front Sight. And, and I understand you there, were there as well. I was, but first I need to wish Laura a happy birthday. Happy birthday, <laughs> Laura. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, it was a great time. Uh, I was uh, partnered up this year with uh, Joe Dermisi. Uh, hey, I know that so guy. I'm kind of 
Yeah, I'm kind of working my way through the um, gun sports radio um, crowd. <laughs> Staff, yeah. That's right, bringing, yeah. bringing the good luck that you always bring. Well, yeah, yeah, except for one it. guy. Uh, the, the, except for one guy, what? Lance. That didn't win a gun last, did last year. Gun. Did you win a gun again this year? Me? No, I didn't win a gun this year, okay. but uh, Joe, Joe did. And my <laughs> my partner that I was partnered up with last year won a gun. Yeah. And uh, and the year before won a gun. Did you win a gun the year that uh, we were partnered no, up with? No, I didn't. But you, I remember you won uh, that big bazooka, whatever the heck that was last year. Uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, the Ruger Precision Rifle. Uh, All right. 6.5 right. Creedmoor. Yeah. All right, buddy. Hey, we got, yeah. we got to hit the road. Thank you very much. Sorry oh, we didn't okay. get you on sooner. We'll get you back at another time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, have a great day. I'll you talk too. to you later on. All right, Laura, you go out and have a great birthday. We'll bring the guy back home to you this afternoon right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.